Hello, everybody. Perfect. Thank you. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this episode of the Transatlantic Rebels podcast. Um, this time round, we are going to be talking about something rather controversial, and it is the state of fandom in 2018. So, primarily, I mean, I, I guess, like, Rashad, what are we going to focus on in this one? <laughs> I was going to go the more kind of roundabout circular way, but yeah, we can just focus on Star Wars, because this is what's prompted it. Like, the last week of just lunacy in the star wars fan base um it's incredibly toxic right now has it has it really gotten that much worse over the past few years since kind of the the, the first disney star wars film came out i, I want to preface it with saying like this because this when, when when disney got a hold of star wars i remember how it was in the prequels when the prequels came out and there were two different types of star wars fans there there were kids who grew up with the people that loved it and then there was the old school Star Wars fans that didn't want anything but the, the this is going to lead into what we're going to talk about with the, with, with 2018 Star Wars and there were the, old, the original trilogy fans that just thought that what George Lucas was doing was terrible with the, with the prequels and Lola and yada 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 and then you had people saying stuff like George Lucas raped my childhood and then pretty much the kid who played Anakin Skywalker Jake Lloyd in, in Phantom Menace like his life was pretty much ruined because people kept shitting on him because they thought he did a terrible job in that movie I mean they were just like vicious I think the difference between now and then, I said, as soon as I knew that Star Wars was coming out in the age of Twitter and Facebook, I was like, this is going to get ugly. Because back in the day, it was just to like forums and, and, and boards, like on Star Wars fan sites and we boards, and the rest of the mainstream wouldn't even notice it was happening. Because I think the majority of people actually enjoyed the prequels, and then it was like, and then it was like the, the vocal fans that were like really going at it. I think most people saw those movies and said, okay, they were decent. And even if, if they didn't like it, they were kind of like, okay, that movie sucked and moved on. But the fans would, of course, like, just argue left and right, blah, blah, blah. But with this one, it's interesting because the rules change depending on who's arguing and what point perspective they have. They would have the one perspective they would have before and then flip it over. I mean, that's what I'm seeing so far. That's my open observation. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. Like, for me, I, I think that the prequels kind of era, the internet was still in it, it, its kind of infancy in a way. Um and people were toxic within certain circles and outside of that it didn't seem to really break out but right now i don't know like i i just it's funny because you know we did a podcast we've done a podcast on star wars the no did we do one on force awakens i, so, we, we, I don't know if we did one no i, th- I think that's before i can't no i think that was before we even started this podcast but um we, we've done them on the prequels right 
and um, and we did one on the the Last Jedi, which was like six months ago, eight months ago, whatever. And I mean that that's pretty much all we've done. But obviously, we're both big Star Wars fans and stuff. And it's funny because the Last Jedi, in my head, looking at Twitter, my own thoughts on it, I'm now thinking that I thought it was the worst film ever. And I went back and read the review that I wrote and and the podcast that we did, and like we were like, yeah, it was perfectly fine. Like, it wasn't amazing. It wasn't trash. It was just it was good. You know, there were some bits that were good, yeah. there were some bits bad. And that that was my actual thought. But Twitter is kind of contorting my own opinion and and tw- like you know, twisting it into this thing where it was like the worst film ever and they made the worst decisions and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I had to sort of step back and think, hang on, Jessel, did, did I really hate this film that much? <laughs> I, was like, I was like, I swear I didn't hate it this much, you know? And and it's funny. I was like, it, it, and if you, if all you do is use social media to connect with friends and look at Star Wars, yeah, which is what a lot of people do probably, you know, that's like the primary focus. They follow all the accounts. They have other Star Wars heads that they're friends with and stuff. Then, then maybe this does start to influence your thinking and kind of wind you up and wind you up. And then it, it, it kind of contorts into this toxic atmosphere. Like, and I can only imagine what Reddit's like. I don't have a Reddit account and I, I don't think I ever will because I don't really trust Reddit. I think that would just make my life even worse, to be honest. And, and so, I don't know. Like it's just really funny. So, so basically, what's really prompted this last week of complete like, oh my god! I, I don't, I'm just astonished like, about what's going on. So basically, some guy on Twitter or a girl, I don't know who it is, they think that they are able to raise two hundred million dollars to <laughs> to remake Star Wars: The Last Jedi in the way that it should be done, and. Think on that for a second. Ruminate, if you will, on on how exactly they think they're going to do this. Right. First of all, how they're going to raise the money. They they are positive that they have access to these kind of funds. Think about what instead they could do with <laughs> that two hundred million dollars, and um, and and like how exactly are they are they going to do this? What are they going to hire in um, Mark Hamill again, or what? Or uh, what exactly? What exactly is their game plan here? I mean, what do you think, Rashad? First of all, like I, I, I took that as a, I took that as, as, as troll bait. First of all, personally, because it's so outlandish, you can't take it seriously. And like I said, and, and, and I, I'm saying, if I'm going by my troll nature, if I want to troll Star Wars fandom right now, which is at like at its worst right now, with Last Jedi fans and anti Last Jedi fans at the next like every damn day, like what, what's the best way that I can get a reaction that even it, it can be so bullshit. But I can still get money out of this. What would be the best way to get money out of something while still being able to troll? I know I'll make something as stupid as saying I could raise two hundred million dollars to make a Star Wars movie and flip it over. And they put it out there and they fell for it. If I was a troll and I wanted, to, and if I want to get attention or find some way to make some quick cash, that would be the best way to go about it. Because there's no, there's no way you can, there's no rational way that you, as a person, because even if you say, say for argument's sake, you get two hundred million dollars to make that movie. It's still going to be terrible because you have no idea how to make a film of that caliber, at that level, without a studio backing like that to keep the machine in motion. There's no way like that. It's, film is more than just point a camera and shoot. You need, you need special effects guys, stuff like that. And if you think the industry if you think the industry that is pretty much ruled by Disney is going to let you make a Star Wars movie and let you let you that um, certain um, prestige uh, special effects companies make special effects for a $200 million Star Wars movie. And then first of all, you have to get the license to make the movie. You get, first of all, you get sued out the gate <laughs> even making it. So it's already null and void. So I don't understand why people are even arguing this shit. I don't, and, and to me, and, and this goes this goes back to my thing with fandom, I swear to God, people get off on being outraged. I swear to God, these Star Wars, 
they, they go seeking it. Like I seen somebody tweet something like, "Yeah, Last Jedi is the second best Star movie ever." Like this is a, this is a guy that knows how these people are. This guy's been arguing with people all week, all month. I'm like, you know what you were doing? You put that shit out there. You know what you were doing. You know that as soon as you put that out there, people are going to start attacking you, and you're one of them writing lots. And you're like, "Well, you you fans to get you, this movie is about not getting what you want." I'm like, but. Not even two years ago, you got a movie where you got everything you want. The Force Awakens was pretty much giving you everything you ever wanted out of Star Wars. And then the next time you see it, it's starting with, well, yeah, man, it's time to move on. Um, we don't need to uh, revisit the past. I'm like, but a year and a half ago, you wanted to revisit the past, and they gave it to you. I'm like, which one is it? Uchiwali or one mic? I don't understand the second time. Like, yeah, no. Podcast. <laughs> I can't and, be a hack. Uh, the I can't, I can't be a hack. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it, it's such a great line, but anyway. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it goes. it just goes back to... Every, Everybody saying this is this is not your Star Wars. You don't own Star Wars. But then at the same time, the, each party's arguing that you need to move on from that. That's not Star Wars anymore. It's time to move on. I'm like, you guys, you guys really care about Star Wars, or do you care about making your opinion the dominant one? Is that what the problem is? And one of the other things that prompted your thoughts on doing this particular podcast was um, was the character, the, sorry, rather the actor who plays the character Rose in uh, Star Wars: The Last Jedi. Um, is her, sorry, what's her name? Kelly Marie Tran. Yeah, so she's been driven off social media by trolls, effectively, right? And uh, and that that really kind of got your goat, and you were like, okay, let's do a podcast on this. So, what what are your thoughts on that? It's going like I said, it's going back. This is what this is what I knew was going to happen the moment Disney got Star Wars. I was like, okay, because my theory was this: okay, if if these Star Wars fans, these irrational, crazy ass Star Wars fans, don't care about a, a little kid and shit on a little kid for his whole life. God forbid anybody who else who pops up in Star Wars and do something else, especially especially with these social, these guys that complain about any type of um of putting any kind of like minorities in a movie. Like, well, you're just uh, you're just going on to the social justice warrior agenda, blah blah this and that. I'm like, you fucking lax guys, relax. And I'm like the, the first thing they, the first person they went, she's not only a woman but she's a minority, so they attack that shit. They're already mad. They're already mad about most of these Star Wars movies having a woman for a main character. And this and that, and then the one movie that gives them the the, the main character that's a, a guy and a white at that that movie quote unquote flops for for Star Wars. You know what I'm saying? So it's basically like I knew that everybody pro or con Star Wars, whether they like the original trilogy or whether they like the prequel trilogy. I think everybody has this because I think the part of part of the part of why I think Star Wars should go away is that was was hurting Star Wars is that nostalgia that we all had when we were kids. And I think most of the people arguing Star Wars are the people who grew up with three generations of Star Wars. Not just the prequels, but they grew up with the original trilogy. So everybody has their idea of the conventional wisdom is the original trilogy is the holy trilogy. The prequel trilogy, quote-unquote, was a failure among most, among most camps. And then The Last Jedi is kind of like, depending on who you are, the greatest thing that ever happened to Star Wars or the worst thing that ever happened to Star Wars. There's no in-between. There's no, oh, it's okay for some people. It's, eh, nah, nah. So going back to what you're saying, talking about how you said when we did a podcast, and we're like, okay, it's a decent movie. It was it wasn't the greatest thing, but it wasn't the worst thing either. But on Twitter, the argument is it's the greatest thing because it's subverted it's subverted tropes and it moves Star Wars forward in the way it needed to be. And God forbid anybody who says that okay, it's subverted tropes, but it still was it still wasn't a it still was a movie I enjoyed. I because people did have a legitimate right, so you'd set up these mysteries in the first movie, and you want and, and you know how and you know how um, these mainstream movies are. they wanted you to kind of like theorize that. For the next couple of years until the next next movie came out, and then give you the payoff for that. So it's one thing I get Ryan Johnson what he did. He's like, okay, you know what? It's, it's time to move beyond the Star Wars ideal and move on to the next one. But it's almost like having your cake and eating it too, because the whole point of the Star Wars brand is the playoff and nostalgia. 
that's the whole point of that's the reason why they even bought Star Wars in the first place because that's that's the most recognizable brand in the world as far as these epic like science fiction sci-fi stories go. That's like the cream of the crop. So of course we would buy that IP for that level. But then for people to say, okay, we need to move on from these tropes, but at the same time, Star Wars is 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 living off of that same nostalgia that they're saying that they want to get rid of. It's kind of like it's weird that people would even not even come to terms to understand those people. And I'm taking I'm talking about I'm taking out the crazy ass people that have no rational sense. I'm talking about people who have legitimate complaints about the Last Jedi and saying maybe it wasn't a movie that you think it is, or maybe I didn't like it as much as I did, or maybe I prefer to get answers about Snoke or about who Ray's parents were. And and, and if you want to complain about that, that's fine. But don't lump those people in with these crazy ass fans that ran off Marie Tran off the internet. And I think sometimes that the sanctimonious Last Jedi fans conflate the two and are not even even in a, in a range listening to nuance. Personally, I think we need to make Star Wars great again, and I think that's the biggest pressing issue of, of this calendar year. Um, well, <laughs> but, I mean, in all seriousness, though, that, that is the kind of people that we're dealing with, right? It's like, make Star Wars great again. I, I don't know what they expect. I, I just Also, the, the thing that perplexes me is that this is – a film series for 12-year-old kids kind of thing. You know, George Lucas always said it, and I know it's not George Lucas anymore, but still, I mean, you're still catering to that kind of, like, level of intellectualism in a way, right? I, I know there can be multiple layers to things and stuff like that, but but this is, a, it's, it's like a fun romp. This isn't, you know, it's not like a complex historical drama or something like that, or like, you know, and, and people have just... They don't seem to quite get it. Like so that, this certain subsect of trolls, that like maybe there's just something a little bit wrong with them that they've kind of they've gone just too deep into this, and now they've they sort of feel the need to back up everything they say and like push it forward and forward and forward. And it's a bit weird. Like you know, you mentioned the 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 um the spin-off series, uh, a spin-off uh, the series of spin-off films rather that we've had. So there's been Rogue One, and then. Um, was there another one and then Solo? Solo. Yeah, so so it's only been yeah. two so far. Okay, fine. So I saw Solo um, when it came out and I, I mean, I I did not enjoy it, if I'm honest. Um, I, like, But that's not to say it was a bad film and I know people, I, you know, respected people, film critics and friends and stuff who, who really liked it. Yeah. Um, but I personally, I, I didn't really. I, I think very little worked. It seemed like a film that had clear trouble with it both with the direction and the directing and the script like everything just nothing quite worked like it wasn't bad but it's just one of these things where just just clearly things had gone on behind the scenes and the end result suffered um like on screen it really did suffer on screen there were things that just did not work uh and you know rogue one was perfectly fine i think that if you looked at it and thought yep yeah, that's fine it's great okay it kind of mixed certain things together um, but the solo, I think it just, uh, when I left the cinema, I was like, please God, Disney don't do any more of these. <laughs> if, like if this is the level of, uh, that you're going for, yeah, then it's, it was to me, it was pra- it was like almost one step above straight to Netflix territory. And wow. yeah, and I don't mean that in an insulting way, because obviously Netflix has a lot of great content, but this this was kind of like it was not worth the cinema trip. I'm sorry, it wasn't like there were a few scenes that were, but the the film as a whole, um, I just don't think it's the right direction for them. They might as well just go to TV, like do it like Game of Thrones style or Westworld style or whatever. Yeah, do that kind of thing. But I think these spin-offs as films, I think it's a big kind of risk, and and 
Yeah, I mean, it, it kind of made me realise that Last Jedi wasn't as bad as people think. You want bad? Go see Solo, you know. And so, and it's not dreadful, but it's just so average. It's so, it's a, it's such a bang job. It's such a bang job, you know. I think the biggest problem, like you said, you hit nail here. I think the biggest problem is Disney is trying to treat Star Wars like Marvel. And I think the biggest problem with that is Star Wars should be. I always believed that this you 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 make a trilogy every couple of years. You keep that like the like that like like a sparkly wine. Make you. Give you three movies that are a full story, and then let it go away for like five or six years, and then bring it back out again. But like you're saying, in this age of like social media and binging and Netflix, then you just put it on a streaming app. If you if people want their Star Wars fixed, do like a Game of Thrones or Star Wars. Do like different television series, so that way, like you said, it'll offset the cost of like going to the movie theater. People people will be a lot more forgiving of certain flaws if you can just watch it at home. If you give me a generally entertaining show and you didn't completely waste my time and you gave me some good performances and a good story. And maybe it's not the budget level of like a like a big movie. Leave the big budgets for the big movies and just have like a a, a a TV show era. But I think the problem is is that Disney wants to make Star Wars like Marvel, and it doesn't work because those are all different characters and different movies and this and that. And it, and, and here's the thing with and I was talking to my friend this other day. He was talking about he's like why is he every I was like you really don't have to see every Marvel movie. You really like at the end of the day you really don't. You really really don't. You can pick and choose the ones you want to see. Now if you're watching the Avengers movie. Okay, you, you maybe you have to know a little bit of background, but even in Avengers Infinity War, I mean, the worst thing that could happen is you don't know the characters' relationships. But the, the story is pretty simple. This bad guy wants five stones, six stones, and he's going to stop and go get it. You can really go into the movie and like you really don't have to see the other ones. But if you wanted to get more of the character like moments, then you can do that thing right there. But the thing with Star Wars is it's supposed to be like these these trilogies of like one epic story, and then put it away, and then let it chill for a little bit, and then go back. And then in the meantime, in between those movies, if people want their Star Wars fixed. Do the TV shows. Do a high-quality animated movie or high-quality animated shows and stuff like that. Do it that way. But I think this thing that you're trying to make it where you see Star Wars every year, you're going to you're, you're going to run it dry because it doesn't work that way because it's one singular story as compared to um, all this other stuff. And like you said, if you had a solo on TV or you're dealing with him dealing with the underworld and like every week Han Solo deals with something else or even a streaming service where it's like, you have six hours to spend time with Han Solo, or even like like British shows, like maybe like a like a two or three, like a two or three or four show season, and then just have and then you can flesh the story out that way, flesh out the universe, flesh out the characters that he with, and you don't have to, and then, and then you can keep the budget relatively low. I'm trying to say you could do it that way, but I don't think that Star Wars can sustain itself by coming out every year. Yeah, and and you hit the nail on the head because Star. I mean, Disney literally has a streaming service coming out next year. Yeah, I mean, the aim is I think by the end of twenty nineteen, but I, I reckon it will probably come sooner. But you know, why don't you just save the stuff for that? Like, if I'd watched Solo on the Disney streaming service when it launched, they were like, "Look, here we've got these spin off Star Wars spin off films as a special treat for you guys. Yeah, just to hook you in." Blah blah blah. If I'd watched Solo on the uh, uh, and it was a Disney streaming exclusive, right? Forget the cinema. I would have thought, yeah, that was actually like mildly enjoyable. I would actually kind of you know pay for the Disney streaming service along with the other stuff if they can kind of keep one, you know, just push one of those out a year. That's fine, you know, because it's not cinema level events, and and but it still looks great on the on the screen, like. Something like Annihilation, like Annihilation had a really weird release um, because it went straight to Netflix in most of the countries around the world. I think it was literally USA, Canada and China were the only ones that went to cinema. And although it was a shame and the director said it was a shame, part of me thought this is brilliant <laughs> because I'd been waiting for that film, you know, for, for like six months, right? Because I read the books and it went straight to Netflix. So day one, I got to watch it. 
right at home and like all you american guys had to go and pay for it in the cinema and i was like well that is absolutely fine by me and okay i lost a bit of it not being able to see it on the big screen but actually i got to sit there with my wife and she was watching it and actually she really enjoyed it as well so i mean that's the saving of like 25 quid for us you know and and if disney can apply that to the streaming service but you know whereas exactly what you said you don't have to blow the budget you just have to make it good enough for the tv screen or for streaming devices tablets this that whatever and i think that's a much more sensible strategy um i mean do you think they're going to do that uh, like there are strong rumors that they're they're going to curtail these um spin-off movies oh yeah i think they're definitely going to do something like that like supposedly they're going to do um like i said because george lucas was going to do it before george lucas sold disney off i mean the lucas film off to disney that he had an idea for, like you said, like in between episodes eight and eight, um, episodes uh, three and four, where like you're kind of dealing with like the underworld and stuff like that, where it's like no Jedi, like, you're dealing with day the day to day lives of people in the Star Wars galaxy. There's no big war going on because the war already been lost in episode three, and then the, the rebels don't get their first victory until um, episode four. So you can have in between it, you can have like like dealing with the criminal underworld job and stuff like that. Like I said, invest your money. Like I would say, if I was Disney. I would invest my money in making quality props to be reused in a different series and make sure that it can be maintained and be repolished and stuff like that. And then you get, you get, you get most of the production costs out the way to be reused right there. And then just go up the show and then just have like a stable of writers that once the, once the show ends, not even have like a, a character going on for like season to season. Just build a character. I always said this in the streaming era. When you just have like three or like, 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 a, like, a, like a four episode season of one character and build them up, and then you do another episode, another season of another character, and then you have, and then like you could insert the other character for that four episodes in, in like a supporting role. So now you know that character, and they can go along with that, and they relate to them, and you keep building that that well of characters on TV and build that way. Because I think right now, especially with economics, the way economics are going, and the way that um, home home theaters are setting up, is that unless the movie is like a big giant spectacle or it's like a cultural event, a lot of people are not going to go to the movies as much as they are anymore. And if you want to do these smaller things and more risky fare, like they've been doing, you wouldn't do it for that way. But the bigger picture is just make sure that you, if you want to, if you want to continue to have Star Wars make these billions and billions of dollars, you have to treat them like special events and make them rare. You have to do that. And I think if you keep doing this thing where it's over, now Star Wars is not special anymore. It's lost its luster because now you have you have four movies within five years. It's lost its luster. And say what you will about the prequels, that you had to wait three. Phantom Menace came out. You had to wait three years for Attack of the Clones. You had to wait three years for Revenge of the Sith. So whether you like those movies or not, it became an event again because it was a rarity. And to me, like I said, that the if you're going to treat uh, if you're going to treat a property like to me as a businessman, if I'm going to treat a, a property as a rarity, then I'm going to treat it like a damn rarity. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know. Yeah, but Marvel did it, so I think Star Wars can do it too. <laughs> but they don't understand. Yeah, no, exactly. The, Marvel, Marvel is a complete one-off. I mean, literally, I doubt anyone's ever done it like this before. You know, and and you you can't just replicate it by virtue of thinking that you can do it. You know, it, it take there's so many moving parts, and like you made such a, a random, intelligent point about the the props and stuff like that i mean that it's so specific but it's so true things like that um i mean can we if we can circle back to the the fandom because we've kind of gone off the the, the sort of insanity a little bit um i mean what's going to placate the fandom or should they even be placated or should they even be acknowledged like because i've seen quite a few tweets from you know like i think ryan johnson john boyega you know they've they kind of addressed this thing specifically like like head on what do you think? What do you think is is there a solution or not? 
there is no solution to Star Wars. My 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 belief, and as a believer right now, is is that the world needs another a, a, a Star Wars that can that's 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 two that has two thousand eighteen sensibilities. The biggest problem with Star Wars is you're taking a vision of one man and you're trying to make it for everybody. The thing that made Star Wars successful is because that guy had a specific vision. The more specific your vision is, the more people will come to it. The more you try to please everybody, the more you please nobody. You can't please everybody with Star Wars. Even the prequels couldn't please them because everybody had this because everybody had this ownership of what Star Wars was at the, when the prequels came out. And and whether and whatever whatever your opinion on the quality of the prequels were, it was still it was still his vision. And there were still people who enjoyed those prequels, and there's some people who didn't. And he stuck by the one thing I can say about the prequels is he stuck by his his, his vision for better or for worse. But what what Disney's trying to do is and, and Disney's always about, and like I said, Disney's good at some things, good Disney doing bad at some things, but. I can imagine the shareholders when 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 Bob Iger went to the shareholders and told them that we're getting we're getting Lucasfilm and we're going to get Star Wars and I'm pretty sure all their eyes lit up and they're expecting okay we have the biggest IP in the world so there's no excuse that we can't roll in the money and if and and that's the pressure that that Lucasfilm is on that that the shareholders are like okay we 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 bought this property for four billion dollars we should have a billion dollars out the bat every time for every movie and then the shareholders in Disney look at look, look at Marvel and go okay. Uh, Avengers: Infinity War just made two billion. How come? How come Han Solo can't even make a billion? What's the problem here? Tell me why we can't. Why? Why can't we have the consistency that they have over there? So, so not not only do Lucasfilm have to produce this this the standard that these shareholders expect them to happen, they also got to answer the fact that one of their one of their sister one of their sister um subsidiaries is performing at a level that and and, and going back to what you're saying about like like how Marvel's a rarity. This goes back to when Star Wars first came out in 1977. Everybody tried to copy that. You can never du- reduplicate the success of an anomaly. You just can't do that. And if anybody should know that, it should be Star Wars. You can't. Star- Marvel is an anomaly. No matter how others share universes, even Star Wars, Marvel may even after Avengers four, even Star, even Marvel may not be able to produce this level of like like of, of, of like a uh, uh, of success ever again after this. You know what I'm saying? So free. So what Star Wars needs to worry about is just make good movies. And just make and budget your movies accordingly. That you know that some people may like them, some people may don't, may not. But just make the movies good enough that more people like them than they don't like them. Because you're not going to satisfy everybody. It's not going to happen. I think a lot of it comes down to money as well with Disney. Um, you, you know, they they're usually very intelligent and protective of certain things. But I I just think I mean what so so the Force Awakens is one of like the top what five grossing four. films for, yeah top four actually grossing films of all time now isn't it and yeah. and they just they just must be looking at thinking well there's a cash cow you know how, how can we just you know in, in a good way like get just generate this into multiple revenue streams but they've got enough revenue streams they don't need to do it like they, yes. I, I just think i think they're being a bit greedy right now when they don't particularly need to and maybe netflix is driving this because disney does want to drive uh, build their own streaming service well they are doing it they want to release it next year like i said and and maybe they're just thinking okay we need content 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 because netflix is spending five six seven billion on content every year yeah and 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 they are far and ahead the market leaders when it comes to streaming services and Amazon, I mean, I'm sorry, but anyone who's used Amazon Prime Video, it's perfectly fine. It's a nice little bonus, but it's no real threat like in, in that respect to Netflix in terms of quality and original programming. Disney, if they can get this shit together, if the, if this whole deal goes through um, the other one for Time Warner and stuff like that, is it Time Warner? 
No, it's 20th century. 20th Sorry, 20th century Fox. Uh, I'm getting it confused. If that can go through, that's another big kind of chess move for them. And I'm sure they would love that to happen before the streaming service because that would open up a whole new like level for it. Then you're looking at legitimate contender like for Netflix's crown. But I just think focus on like what they already have. You don't need to get greedy with Star Wars. And and I think that's the issue. I think they're getting really greedy. Yes. Um, we, we keep kind of veering off the fandom thing. Uh, yeah, but then it goes hand in hand. With Disney, how, how Disney is treating Star Wars goes hand in hand, how the fans react. Okay, you know well, expand on that. No, because of the, because of the fact that, because like the, 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 the more, the, the more, like it goes back to like I said, the nostalgia of Star Wars, and everybody has an idea of Star Wars. The more you put Star Wars in their face, the more you're not going to give fans a breathing room to go back and go sit back and relax. If you gave, because if you, cause if Solo didn't come out after the Last Jedi, and everybody complained about this. If Solo didn't come out, then then by the time the Force, by the time Episode Nine comes out, which is next year during Christmas, then people will fucking cool down and go, you know what? Okay, all right, it's not in my face all the time. You know what I'm saying? But part of but 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 but, but, but part of what I'm trying to say is this: is that the volume, the volume at the volume at where Star Wars comes out, it's going to fan, fan the flames more and more because then you're going to double down. Because when, when Solo came out, right, the fans who hated Last Jedi was like, "See, that's what I told you. This is what happens when the Last Jedi sucks." I told you. And then the people who love Last Jedi was like, "No, it's not because the Last Jedi didn't suck. It's, it's like and then so, there there be Last Jedi fans that would defend Solo. Tomorrow. That's a good movie. It's just that you just got a bad attitude, or they would say the Last Jedi fans are like, "Oh, because it's a white guy playing Han Solo. Nobody wants to see that anymore." And I'm like, relax. Come on, and it's like both sides are kind of like painting each other with with the brush. Meanwhile, average Joe is average because here's the thing: I think maybe two percent of the population is on Twitter, and sometimes it seems like everybody's talking about this shit. But when I go to work, nobody talks about this shit. <laughs> nobody gives a fuck. Nobody gives a shit. Nobody cares. I I've yet to talk to somebody who's, who who talks about Last Jedi at my job. It came out. People had two or three conversations, and life went on. Nobody gives a shit. Nobody talked about Solo at my job. Nobody talked about Solo dog. Nobody. Sometimes like, I remember my head, like, Twitter is a, a goddamn echo chamber. Everybody's just arguing about this all the time. Most people don't give a shit about this. They see the movie, they go to enjoy it. I've heard more people talk about Hela and Thanos and kids in my school talk about more about Marvel than Star Wars. I'll tell you that much. Yo, in my school, let me tell you, there were so many kids doing the snap. There were so many girls talking about, I want to see Spider-Man die. I've yet to hear anybody talk about Solo or The Last Jedi or Rey or Kylo Ren or something like that. Tell about Black Panther. Talked about Thor Ragnarok. I've not heard him talk about Star Wars, so that tells me something right there. And I, and going back to my original thing, I think that maybe these people, these Star Wars fans, maybe just let Star Wars rest, and then maybe find a, find or support a new story that represents 2018 sensibilities, and not something that a guy who made a story that that was based off his childhood, and maybe just let that chill for a little bit. But I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I don't think this is going to be the end of it, is it? <laughs> like, never, it's no, never going to be done. No, I don't think so. Um, but but I do think that, uh, well, do you know what? I'm going to blame you, Rashad. I only follow two people on Twitter who actually care about Star Wars. Uh, one of them, I think his name is Adam Lamping, and he's really positive about Star Wars. And you, you just retweet all this shit onto my timeline, man. You, is you. Specifically, literally no one else cares about Star Wars except you two people. So, uh, so yeah, I'm just going to blame you, um, <laughs> if that's okay. Okay, I think we should probably call it there, um, because this is just never going to end. It's a never-ending war. Um, so, don't forget to... Well, you know what it's like? You know what it is? Oh, go on. It's, an affinity, it's an affinity war.
Oh, man. Oh, snap! Is it Uchiwali or One Mike? I think that's the real question. Um, okay, so don't forget to check out actually our our previous Star Wars ones. So we've done four on Star Wars. Um, three of them were really early, like in probably like seven, eight, nine episode episode seven, eight, nine of our actual podcast, um, where we did it on Phantom Menace and Attack of the Clones, and what is still my favorite, I think, uh, Revenge of the Sith. And then we recently did The Last Jedi. So there are those four, and uh, we go super long into the prequels. So if you're a prequels fan, if you're the three, one of the three prequels fans out there, then um, you would absolutely love it. Um, because Rashad and I are both prequels fans. Um, and don't forget to check us out on Facebook at Transatlantic Rebels Podcast and on Twitter at T underscore Rebels. So it's goodbye from Rashad, and it's goodbye from me. Peace.